building and indie business in the center of venture capital. I am Alex Edmonds, also known as Supreme Ramham on the internet, and this is the Building and Indie Business Podcast. Okay, so um, this episode is about my book editing process. I'm going to take you through um, every step of the editing of the book. Um, I'm going to talk about my outlining process, um, recording the episode, the the tools I use, the problem with those tools, and the benefits of my process and the problems I found with my process. Okay, so let's get into it. So the book that I wrote is What's the Deal with Podcasting? And it is a book comparing podcasting um, or talking about podcasting, how to podcast, and using examples um, from stand-up comedy to show how these um, practices that I talk about in the book are put into place. All right. So the first way I, or yeah, the first way I edit the book or uh, the process of writing the book is I outline the chapter that I'm thinking of. So, um, for example, the chapter on live streaming. I have one section about how to live stream, um, one section about the benefits, one section about the problems with live streaming. Um, I will talk about the solutions to those problems if there are any. I give tips uh, like that don't really fit into the other four categories. Okay, um, the outline ends up to be around 300 words. Um, I use voice memos on occasion when I have a idea and then I put the voice memo, I type up the voice memo and I put it into the outline. Okay, so the next step in my writing process is I record an episode. So my um, my chapter that I write, it starts out as an outline, goes to a recorded episode, and then I type up the recording and I edit the recording for errors and other things. Okay, so um, the outline has the main idea of the of the chapter and then um, so it's how to um, how to live stream and then I say use twitch and then I say use twitch because this so um, this is the main idea how to live stream the reason okay that I messed that up so um, it's why you should live stream is a main idea. The reason is um, because it'll get you more followers and more people looking at your things. And then I provide evidence. And the evidence is um, I've gained more Twitter followers um, and people telling me that they've seen my live stream and they follow more of my work or they're somehow watching my work. So that is the recording process. Uh, the next step is I take the recording and I turn it into a 
um, written written content. And so how I do this is I sometimes will take the transcript and I will edit everything and then um, just format the transcript into a article or blog post. But mainly what I do is I will take the recording and listen to it, um, change things around to what I like or what it, what's better for writing, and I will then speak it again into a Google Doc using uh, speech-to-text, and then I will just say what I said in the episode over again. Yes. Okay. Now, once I have my fully spoken blog post, I'll put it through Grammarly. And so Grammarly's great. And um, what Grammarly, Grammarly is looking out for is um, a couple things. So when you start a new Grammarly document, it asks you a bunch of things that you're looking to the way you want to structure your writing. So it asks you who your audience is or how you want to display your writing to your audience or, yeah, who your audience is. Are they general people that uh, they know about the, about the topic a little bit? Are they a bit more knowledgeable or are they experts in the subject matter? And it will edit your writing to fit that audience. And then it asks you, how formal do you want to be? Do you want to be informal, neutral, or formal? Okay. Then it asks you your domain of writing. And this is the sound of your writing. Do you want to sound academic, business, casual, creative? Um, then your tone. Do you want to sound neutral, confident, or friendly? Then your intention. Do you want to inform people, describe, convince, or tell a story? Then... While you're editing your blog post, it will um, edit for correctness. Are you spelling things right? Is your grammar correct? Clarity. Um, is your writing clear? Can other people easily understand it? And sometimes when your writing is unclear, it will highlight the sentence. And sometimes it'll rephrase it for you, which I think is great. All right, then it... Um, it edits for engagement and what engagement is 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 this um, is this writing interesting um, are you capturing people's attention okay the final thing that um, Grammarly checks for is delivery are you delivering this in a manner that people understand it or are willing to read it okay so now the problems with Grammarly. Um, so Grammarly doesn't want uniformity, and this is really annoying to me. So when you're using Grammarly, um, it will underline in green a word you've used before. So in my writing, I've used the word episode a bunch of times. Um, after the first few times of using the word episode, it will underline episode and give me a suggestion to change that word because I've used it too many times. 
So the suggestion will be something like event. And event doesn't fit the thing I'm talking about, or like the way I'm talking. Event isn't a good replacement for the word episode. And also, when I write something, I want people to be able to track the way I'm talking. So I want to stick with the word episode so that every time I'm talking about an episode, um, people can look search for the word episode and understand I'm still talking about the same thing. If I change it from event, no, from like episode or recording, um, that might be difficult for people to track. So I don't like that. Okay. And uh, sometimes it will give the wrong suggestion. And event an episode is the exact example that I can use to demonstrate this. Um, event and episode are not the same thing. Um, you know, an episode is an episode of my podcast. Um, an event would be like the event of me recording the episode. Okay. Okay. Um, another problem with Grammarly is on occasion... It will tell me that my writing is wrong. It'll underline it in red, but then not tell me how to fix it. So I have to guess and um, move words around or delete words to figure out how to make my writing fit Grammarly's suggestion. Okay. And a huge problem I have with Grammarly and the final problem I have is that sometimes... Um, it will say that I have an error at the end of my sentence, and this will be a suggestion of changing my period to a question mark, even though I'm not asking a question. So when I had all my chapters put together, I had like 50 errors, literally, and probably 30 of them were saying that I need to replace my period with a question mark. So that was annoying. Okay. So the next tool I use for editing my um, blog posts, articles, the book, um, is Hemingway. And so what Hemingway checks for is run-on sentences, adverbs, um, passive voice, and similar words. So the run-on sentences is great because I really have that problem of um, using run-on sentences Usually what it makes me realize, or what how it shows you run-on sentences, is it'll highlight the run-on sentence in yellow when it's kind of, um, when it's kind of a run-on sentence, and then red when it's really a run-on sentence. And usually what you have to do to fix that error is just put a period somewhere, or multiple periods if it's red. Okay. In adverbs so um, the problem with adverbs is that they're kind of lazy and so it'll highlight those in blue and um, yeah I just change it it's like functionally I change it to functional yeah and so the next thing is passive voice um, passive voice 
um, is it makes your writing sound um, not, I don't want to say lazy, but um, it's less um, attention-grabbing. That's the word I could use. And so you change the words to fit a more active um, sentence structure, I guess. I don't know. Okay. So I have a problem with saying could be, um, and that's passive voice. And the way I change that is to just get. I just erase could be, and I put get. And that's active voice. Okay. The final thing that uh, grammar, no, um, Hemingway checks for is similar words. So uh, I tend to use similar to in my writing. And there's a simpler, uh, simpler phrase that I could use to replace uh, similar to. And that's um, like, but um, I'm not a fan of using like in my writing because I'm from California and people stereotype like um, as a word that people from California use. Okay. And it looks bad in writing, um, but that's just me. Okay. So the problem with Hemingway is uh, it's simple. Um, yeah, it's just very simple things that I could just check for myself. I just like it highlighted though. So yeah, um, maybe they have an, uh, an extension I could use. I have to check that. Okay. Um, yeah, it's simple. And then, uh, another problem with Hemingway is that every time you leave the tab, it'll restart, um, to the top of your writing. So let's say you have a 2,000 word uh, blog post and you're on the around 500 words and then you go um, to a new window to check something else or like copy and paste um, the writing into another document. It'll start from the top. Um, then you have to scroll back. It's uh, just really annoying. But um, Hemingway is free. I think it's Hemingway.app. So it's really good to get you started. Eventually, you will be able to check for those things yourself. And yeah, okay. So the next step, uh, actually the final step in my writing process is I take my blog post article chapter, whatever, and I use readermode.io to listen to the article using speech to text. Yeah, no, text to speech, sorry. To write the article, I use speech to text. To correct the grammar and edit, I use text to speech. Okay, yeah, so I flip them over. I use readermode.io. I already said that. And so I listen to the blog post or the writing piece. And um, what this does is it 
corrects errors that um, something like um, Grammarly or Hemingway would not catch. So if it's not a grammar error, if I'm just using the wrong word, if it sounds weird, that's what listening to the blog post um, does. And it, uh, it helps me with formatting because I can sense when I need to change the format of the writing. Like if I need a second header or an H1 or H2 or third H3, um, when I feel something is missing from hearing the, the, the writing, I will add it right after and then I will put it put that chunk of writing through the writing process. Um, I'm able to hear how someone um, else hears my writing because there's the way I hear it and there's the way someone else will hear it. You know what I mean? So it allows me to get feedback from um, from someone else technically. Yeah. Okay. Um, problems with speech to text. Okay. So it's kind of hard to um, pause speech to text and that can cause problems because again if I have a 2000 word article and I need to pause it to change something I have to go back and hear the other 500 words again uh, so that is not great uh, translation problems okay uh, yeah so when something doesn't um, hold on okay when something doesn't translate well or oh no okay so sometimes when I'm using text-to-speech um, there are words that no so when I'm using speech-to-text sometimes uh, no when I'm using text-to-speech sometimes I have to edit my verbal tics. So like right now I'm saying um and uh and uh. I have to edit those out and I have to spend time fixing that. Okay. Okay. So the timeline of my editing process. Usually it takes around eight days for me to write a write, record, outline, edit, outline, record, and edit, write and edit a chapter. Sometimes when I'm struggling, it'll take me more than eight days, but usually it takes me eight days. Um, the outline takes the longest. I, I write chunks of the outline before I go to bed, and then I record the episode. So, uh, like, in one day, I'll write the how-to, and another day, I'll write um, the benefits. And when I finish that cycle of stuff, then I will just uh, think of things that I should add to each section. Okay, so the benefits of the process. Um, the I don't get writer's block, which is great because I think speaking 
um, it helps me to not have to, I have to come up with something on the spot. So I can't be waiting to uh, think of something to say. I have to think of it right then and there. And then also, um, what was I going to say? Yeah, um, on a, just writing on a keyboard, I have difficulty doing that um, because I think I'm writing one idea down and then I get a new idea. And that new idea will slip my mind um, as soon as I, before I finish the current idea that I'm working on. With uh, speech to text, as soon as I get a new idea, I can just say it. And then it'll be down on paper. I will have to edit my chunks of writing to make it sound coherent, but I will understand what I was trying to say at the time, and then I'm able to expand on it. Okay, um, another benefit of this writing process is I'm not nervous to release my content out in the world because I know that it's been heavily edited and I know how people will hear my writing and that makes me more confident because I I am comfortable with how people will hear my writing. Okay. Um the last benefit of the process is I get feedback. So when I hear the episode, I'm getting feedback from other people technically. I'm just I'm hearing how other people will hear it, which gives me feedback because if I need to, if I don't like the, the, the text-to-speech, then um, I change it until I like the text-to-speech and how it sounds on the, on reader mode. Okay, problems. Uh, one problem is that it's not free, this process. I had I have to pay for Grammarly, um, and I have to pay for Reader Mode. I already well, Reader Mode is a one-time payment, but yeah, uh, it's not free. Uh, it's totally worth it though, one hundred percent. It's uh, it's not really a problem. It's just something that if you want to start this process, it'll cost you money, and that may be an issue for some people. Okay. Um, the final problem and the final thing I'll say about this writing process is that it relies on a lot of tools. It relies on having the ability to do um, speech-to-text um, on the editing tools, uh, Grammarly and Hemingway. It relies on reader mode. Um, yeah, and that's a lot of tools for something. Um, if one of these tools isn't working, then I will struggle to um, finish my writing, and that isn't good because sometimes I'm on a deadline and I want to get the writing done. Okay. Um, wow, this is a long episode. Thank you for listening uh, this far. Um, I appreciate it. If you would like to have a blog post uh, on the Open Podcast blog, uh, reach out to me, Supreme Rum Ham on Twitter, uh, Supreme Rum Ham at gmail.com, Supreme Rum Ham on Telegram.
um, I will give you authors access and you could post whatever you want after that. And then if you want to practice um, having or podcasting, there's the open podcast community podcast, which um, when you could you could do an episode on anything and send me the audio, send me what you want in the show notes and I will post it. Uh, I will add it to the RSS feed and then you will be able to grow your audience from the open podcast community podcast. Okay. Thank you for listening. Have a nice day. Bye.